three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple, and this is your humble host, Hunter. Uh, uh, Welcome back, guys. This is your first time listening. Thank you for taking the time. If you've been a fan for a minute, uh, thank you again for your support. Uh, So, in case this is your first time, uh, we went on a little bit of a hiatus here. Uh, We haven't really had a review since uh, uh, Harlequin Birds of Prey came out, so... It's been about a month, and uh, I'll be honest with you guys, um, I fear we should just address this now. Uh, With the whole coronavirus insanity going on right now, uh, I really felt over last month, uh, because you guys know this is not uh, my full-time gig, this is the the fun side gig, but uh, doing this podcast and my main job... It's just, it's been a little stressful recently, and um, my lovely girlfriend, Leia, uh, we've, uh, she's been doing teaching, and she's been going, we, it's just been a very emotionally taxing time for a lot of people in my life right now, so I've been trying to be there for everyone and just uh, do what I can, and I just kind of need a little bit of uh, time away from this, just because of uh, a lot of the moving pieces uh, off mic that I've been uh, working, uh, working on and everything, so... Uh, then this whole coronavirus thing hits, and it's just been uh, insane, to, the, to say the least. I mean, if you guys have gone grocery shopping in the last two weeks, you know, you've seen the, the, the shelves are bare, people are freaking out, they're wearing masks heading into the store. I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy right now. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but all I'm going to say is, uh, guys, just wash your hands, for, for Pete's sake. <laughs> like, do that, please. But uh, above all else, guys, if you're a content creator, uh, and I and this goes from, you know, any, anyone on YouTube, on on uh, on Twitter, on uh, you know, on podcast platforms, you know, uh, Twitch, you know, any any sort of content that you're creating that's bringing people joy, uh, bringing people joy, we really need that now more so than ever. So uh, unless I get sick, which heaven forbid. Uh, and I'm not talking about coronavirus, just sick in general, <laughs> just to kind of to address that. But uh, we really need content creators out there more than ever. So if you guys are tired, if you're feeling stressed, I get it. I feel you. But uh, we're all in this together, right? We're all be okay. Um, I'm sending out prayers to anyone who's been affected by this, anyone who's hit that level. Just you're stressed out and fearful about this. I, I you know, I lived through Y2K, the to age myself a little bit. I remember being, you know, 11 and hearing that the world was going to just shut down basically because we, you know, weren't thinking about uh, how much we need computers essentially. And, you know, we got through that. We will get through this. Um, to all those people who've been affected, if you're heading out, if you're heading out and you're getting a drink or you're eating out, tip your waiter a little more generously if you can. You know, uh, the food service industry is getting hit hard right now uh, i got a lot of friends who are bartenders so tip tip a little tip a little more uh considerately this time uh if you can because uh we're all in this together and we all need to help out where we can so 
uh, God bless you guys, and uh, I hope you're uh, staying well, and I hope you've been well. So, uh, moving forward, guys, since they've pulled a lot of uh, upcoming movie releases, uh, like Fast and Furious, Fast 9 got bumped back a year, uh, uh, A Good Time to Die, uh, that got pushed back, uh, the new Bond film, that got pushed back to November, uh, they, uh, they haven't... Uh, move back Black Widow because that comes out in about six weeks. I think Marvel will push it out, we'll try to hang in there as long as they can, and hope that there's a you know a global solve for this coronavirus here sooner than later. Because I hate, I know Marvel would hate to push this movie back. Uh, I unfortunately am of the opinion that I think Black Widow will get, will get pushed back, and I think Wonder Woman eighty four might get pushed back as well. Uh, I think Tenet might get pushed back, but. I am hoping, hoping, praying for a very quick recovery on that. So, with that said, guys, uh, since there's really not going to be a lot of new films coming out, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of dive into some of my favorite films from last year that maybe we didn't get a chance to review. So, uh, we'll have a review up for Parasite this weekend, and uh, we'll have a review up for Just Mercy this weekend. And uh, I'm going to collaborate with uh, Colin, because he's been... uh, He's been out of town, so talk to him, and we will have uh, we'll probably do our best of in April, since uh, there's nothing really big coming out in April now. So, but this review though is for Sonic the Hedgehog, which I saw opening weekend and just hadn't had a chance to get a review up for it yet. So I'm really excited to actually talk about this. So of course we have to address the uh, the Hedgehog in the room, the original design that they had for Sonic the Hedgehog for this movie with the first trailer they uh, dropped. Uh, the trailer I thought was really good because it was set to Gangster, uh, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio, which is one of my favorite rap songs ever. And so hearing that song and how it you know went along with the footage, I thought it looked awesome. The big thing I didn't think looked awesome was the character design of Sonic because he looked almost like a like a strung out teenager <laughs> like he just looked re- like sonic looks so incredibly fucking creepy and i'm a big sonic fan and if there's anything that's frustrating about being a sonic the hedgehog fan it's that all these nintendo the nintendo uh these nintendo fans they've had mario for so long and they really don't make bad mario games i mean think about it. what's like the worst mario game maybe super mario 2 Maybe, just because it wasn't originally supposed to be a Super Mario game, and yet Super Mario 2 is still awesome. Uh, it, it's it's frustrating, because on uh, the Sega fans and Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog is maybe my favorite game of all time, but when I think about just some of the terrible Sonic games that they've put out, uh, I think about you know Sonic Racing, the 97 game. I could not stand that game. You think about something like Sonic 3D Blast, which was weird to play, frustrating to play. Uh, you would think for such a simple concept, it would work better. Uh, I think of Sonic Free Riders, which was, uh, was which was not fun. Uh, the original Sonic the Hedgehog, they put out uh, the reboot. They put out on uh, Xbox 360. Hated that one. A uh, Sonic Labyrinth, which was for Game Gear. I had a Game Gear back in the day. Uh, hated that one and. Maybe my least favorite game, or at least maybe my the, the least uh, well-done Sonic game we've done, would be uh, Sonic Fighters. That was old school back on the Sega Saturn. So they've had a lot of misses uh, with Sonic. So 
here and there doing this movie, you're, of course, going to go to the well or to the line of thinking of something like Detective Pikachu. Like, oh, if they can even get in the wheelhouse of of Detective Pikachu, this will be a good film. And I am proud to say for me, they definitely got in the wheelhouse of Detective Pikachu with how uh, they went ahead and portrayed this. So the movie starts off with Sonic, and he's very much doing that. uh, Why am I blinking on the girl? Uh, Carrie from Sex and the City. I know it's a random reference, but he's doing the Carrie from Sex and the City, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He's uh, very much uh, self-monologuing his own life. He's narrating the film. I think the film actually works well for how it's told. They cut to a scene early on in the movie where Sonic looks like he's in dire straits. He's being chased by uh, 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 Dr. Robotnik. And he basically goes, oh, I bet you wonder how I got this point. And then it fast forwards and you start <laughs> off and we start off with him uh, as a kid or, or younger uh, back in a Green Hill Zone, which, again, as a Sonic nerd, seeing Green Hill Zone, I, if there's a complaint about the movie, it's not really even a complaint. Green Hill Zone looks so beautiful. Uh, they even show him uh, running like running uh, around the loop, uh, doing the loop on the stage, and the bridges even crumble like it did in the original game. And it's such a great Easter egg right out the uh, right out the gate. Um, even before the movie, you can see a frame of the film. Uh, the film starts off, it uh, it makes the Sega noise. You don't hear them say Sega, but the noise is very, uh, the noise is very uh, uh, recognizable to Sonic nerds like myself. Uh, so the movie starts off pretty sad, actually. So Sonic is a kid. He's hanging out with uh, his mom, uh, Longjaw, who's an owl, which I'll be honest, I don't recall that in the game. So maybe that's something I just don't recall, but... Uh, they don't establish, you know, why uh, a hedgehog is being cared for by an owl, but, you know, what are you going <laughs> to do? But then they get ambushed, and Longjaw gets killed, and in a surprisingly kind of brutal way for a kid's film. And I, it's going to sound so dark, but I appreciate the fact that there are kid's films that are going to take this shit a little more seriously. I mean, and not shy away from death, because you see Sonic, uh, Lockjaw basically gives uh, gives him... Uh, his rings and says, hey, you know, you need to run. They're attacked by the, uh, uh, I think you, I want to say, you say, I'm saying this right, uh, the uh, Shindas, who, of course, as you know, Knuckles the Shinda. So I assume we're getting Knuckles in the third game. That's what I would, is that, or the third uh, movie, because this is cleaned up. This is done very well. And so we're getting a sequel. Uh, so if you hate this movie, there will be more Sonic in your future. But I... I love the opening of this because it does set some stakes. And so when Lockjaw, uh, Long, uh, Longjaw, why am I saying Lockjaw? I'm thinking of Britt Baker's finishing move for some reason. But when, uh, when Longclaw gives Sonic the rings, the rings are actually used as like a little, uh, it's like they can teleport to different worlds. And I went, you know, for this movie, that's a surprisingly, it's a simple way to explain what the rings do, but at least it gives them more value than just being rings and, you know, not getting hit. Uh, so I actually really appreciate that. I thought it was a very simple thing, but a very necessary thing to give the rings some weight. So he ends up landing in the town of a Green uh, Green Hills, Montana, which 
I definitely called my parents and laughed at them about because it's just this town in the middle of nowhere, like most of Montana, and it was really funny to see that of all the places Sonic would would land, it would be here, and in Green Hills, Montana, that's my Montana accent, uh, that's where Sonic goes ahead and meets uh, uh, Tom uh, Tom Wachowski, I want to say is how you say it, who's played by James Marsden, so... Let's talk about James Marsden for a second, because this movie, when I heard they were making a Sonic movie, my first instinct was, oh god, why are they doing that? But, uh, and also because James Marsden, the last time he was in a movie like this, or that, similar to this, uh, where he's acting opposite of a CG character, it was that movie Hop, and I think Hop is fucking atrocious, I can't stand that movie. He played Fred O'Hare, and they make multiple O'Hare jokes with the Easter Bunny, and I remember just thinking, God, this needs to stop. Uh, the, the the chemistry between Tom and Ben Schwartz, and Ben Schwartz voicing Sonic, first off, I didn't recognize his voice at all. I have to give him a lot of credit for that, because now I fully admit I'm always listening for John Rolfield's voice. I know he doesn't talk like that, but um, he really is a comedic actor I really like. Uh, that movie Turbo... Uh, with Ryan Reynolds where he plays the snail. He played Skidmark in that. I thought he was actually really funny in that. Uh, even smaller stuff, like something like The Interview, I, I think he's been great. Of course, we talk about Parks and Rec as uh, uh, as John Raffio. Um I just think Ben Schwartz has incredible comedic timing. And of course, he's on the uh, new version of DuckTales, which I've actually watched and really enjoy. So... Um, and then I think about House of Lies, too. Well, I'm like, God, I, I'm going down this list. He does a, God, he's done a lot of stuff I've liked. Uh, I really dig Ben Shorts, And he could have taken this very not seriously. He could have just been, like, I feel like a lot of people can do in comic book film. Just kind of going, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't care. But he really, he really does give a damn about this character. And it shows in his voice work. And him and James and Marsden play off each other. Uh, so incredibly well. So, once Sonic lands in Green Hill Zone, uh, he basically sets off an anomaly that the government uh, goes ahead and picks up on a satellite. Sonic is playing, <laughs> Sonic is playing baseball by himself, and I think that's something about this movie that works because I've read some reviews and heard some reviews about people who found Sonic annoying, but the movie does a good job of establishing that Sonic's been by himself. For a long time. They, they don't say how long, but I, I would probably venture a couple years. So, uh, I, my job, my day job, I'm going to be working from home for at least the next two weeks. I'll tell you right now, I'm a little terrified about working from home just because I won't get to get a lot of social inter- interaction. So, it's going to be a lot of movies and a lot of reviews to keep myself from going crazy. So, I, I, I'll sit there watching going, damn, I feel bad for Sonic. And... They do have those, you know, those sitcom uh, points where, you know, he kind of sighs and looks up at the sky and, you know, he's thinking about his mom. But it's really sweet, and I actually thought those scenes worked. But basically, off uh, because he gets a home run off himself, he runs the bases, rounds them, and he just starts gaining speed. And it's a really cool scene because it shows how quick Sonic is. Also, it shows that... You feel that you feel that grief that Sonic has. So as he's running the bases, yeah, he's having fun, but he also has in that moment realizes, oh man, it'd be crazy if I could just play baseball with someone. 
you know, actually throwing me the ball instead of me throwing it to myself. And so he's kind of running out of his anger and then sets off this anomaly. And so the government goes, oh, well, there's an anomaly. You can't have that. And so they send Jim Carrey's uh, Dr. Robotnik. And I have to say, Jim Carrey is one of my favorite actors. He's been one of my favorite actors uh, for a while. Of course, everyone goes to, you know, Ace Ventura, uh, obviously. But... I, you know, I think about you know, not just Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura when nature calls, of course. The Cable Guy is one of my favorite movies. I love him, The Cable Guy. I think he is absolutely brilliant in that role. I loved him in Truman Show. I love him in Myself and Irene. He was great as Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon. Uh, you look at something, of course, like Eternal Sunshine. Uh, I think... Lemmy Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events, I think his version uh, of, of Count of Count Olaf, I think it's, it's pretty underrated, even though I think Neil Patrick Harris did as great of a job, if not better. But the last maybe decade, Jim Carrey's done some stuff I haven't been super in love with. Uh, I didn't love the uh, Disney's A Christmas Carol. I didn't think Yes Man was very good. Uh, number 23, I was not a fan. I know I'm going a little back. Uh, past the last decade, uh, the incredible Burt Wonderstone I thought was stupid. Mr. Popper's Penguins wasn't good. Uh, Kick Ass Two was a piece of shit, but he was the best thing about it. So it's 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 nice to get kind of nineties esque Jim Carrey back because of course he has been you know doing some great political uh, art and all that. But it seems like he's he's very much intentionally stepped out of the public eye and isn't working as much. So it's really cool to see him uh, to, uh, to see him back. Uh, if you guys haven't been watching Kidding, I would really recommend watching it. The uh, first season is up until the 31st of this month on Amazon Prime Video. So go ahead and watch that if you want to watch it for free. But Jim Carrey is at his probably Jim Carreyest here. There's a whole dance scene for Robotnik where he's just dancing at the fact that he knows he's going to get Sonic and... I can't remember what song he's dancing to, but damn it, I was in the theater just dying. I was like, wow, he's just, he's just feeling himself. And the the great thing about Robotnik, and I'm, like I said, I saw this opening weekend, so I'm blanking on a lot of the jokes, but he made this one joke in particular. I remember I looked over at Alea and I was like, oh my God, that's a dark joke. He talks about, um, I'm paraphrasing, but he tells Sonic like, oh, like, you wouldn't be the first animal the government has uh, performed uh, performed experiments on. And I was like, wow, that is a dark joke for a kid's film. But I laughed. And there's a lot of stuff in that in here. Not a lot. But it's a good amount of stuff in here that I think kids are going to definitely laugh at. But there's a couple of adult jokes, more kind of more grim jokes. I went, oh, I'm like, all right, movie, that's, that's completely fine. Um, it, it, I mean, it keeps the movie moving, too. And... I will say, this movie, it's just a road trip movie. No more than, no less, really. But this is not something terrible like Disney's uh, College Road Trip, that movie with uh, Martin Lawrence and Raven Simone. It's, it's, this never feels torturous. Honestly, this always feels fun. And I fully admit my bias because, again, Sonic the Hedgehog fan here. But they really do a good job of keeping the chemistry between Tom and Sonic going. Uh, if there is a, a complaint, there are a couple. Uh, Tika Sumter, who plays Maddie, uh, that is uh, Tom's. I don't think they're married yet. I think that's just his girlfriend. But um, 
the last thing I saw her in was Nobody's Fool was that Tyler Perry movie. And so I was really like, oh, God, really? Um, she... Oh, yeah, she's done a lot of Tyler Perry movies. She did uh, Think Like a Man. No, that's not, that's not Tyler Perry. She did a Medea Christmas. Ugh. She did Nobody's Fool. Yeah, that's that's too... Oh, she's on the halves and the half knots. God, come on, girl. Be better. But, uh, but... Maddie and Tom, for the few scenes they do share together, I think their chemistry really works. And I know people say you probably see a, if you're going to make this point, <laughs> I think we do see a lot less. Actually, I know we do. We see a lot less of a black guy dating a white girl in mainstream cinema. But as someone who's been in bars and seen a white guy come in with a black woman just have black guys stare at him, I give the movie a lot of credit for even having this relationship in here. And they even kiss. So I was like, whoa, that is progressive. Good for you. But I, I, I thought their chemistry was actually really sweet. And this movie does a good job of kind of balancing the two, quote, uh, conflicts in the sense of Sonic of course, is lonely. He's just looking to be loved, to be, just have a best friend. Tom is going ahead and he's going to transfer uh, to a, I can't remember what the position is, but he's working like a, uh, he's working at the uh, San Francisco Police Department. He's about to transfer there because he's been saying, you know, there's no action here in uh, uh, Green, Hills, uh, Green Hill. Uh, I want to go ahead and, you know, kind of push myself a little bit. Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And and I think that is kind of a gripe I do have, is the movie kind of uh, gives them a guilt trip in a way and went, well, if he wants to go out ahead and do better, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't do that. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't go ahead and guilt him because he's trying to leave his hometown. But the movie really does kind of harp on the fact that, you know, his dad was a, was a cop and his dad was a cop and the family's been here for generations and they really do harp on that. So I did find people trying to go ahead and uh, I, to go ahead and kind of guilt him into staying. I, I wasn't crazy about that. That really did irk me if I'm, if I'm sitting back kind of thinking about it. So that's one thing I have an issue with. The other thing I definitely have an issue with is... Near the end of the movie, because they end up in San Francisco. So the way that Sonic ends up in San Francisco is that when he's running uh, from the uh, Enchendas, he goes ahead and uh, drops his rings accidentally, and they land on a skyscraper uh, in San Francisco. So he has to go ahead and get to San Francisco. He has no idea where San Francisco is. So then he goes ahead and he recruits Tom, like, hey, help me. And... I will say, because that is a, uh, a plot hole a lot of people would probably try to jump on, is, oh, well, why does he need Tom? Sonic has no idea. They're, they're, he even tries to run to uh, to San Francisco, and he ends up, like, in the uh, in like the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean. It, it's really funny, and so you go, all right, well, he tried to find San Francisco, couldn't find it, shit, okay. So Tom has to take him bit flimsy but at least it was the reason that they actually dressed so i will give them i will give them credit on that there's a lot of easter eggs in this movie too uh sonic reads the flash which i thought was just a really cool like wink wink nudge nudge cameo even the blur effect that sonic has when he's running it's very similar to the scw show uh when the Fla when the flash is actually running he kind of leads the 
the, the golden the golden red streak behind him. It's the same thing with Sonic. He just leaves a leaves a blue streak, like the Martin Lawrence movie. Ha ha ha. But <laughs> but I, I thought the effect was actually really well done. So there's that. Um, also, uh, this there's a scene where Sonic is playing. Uh, he's like uh, he's using nunchucks. And the table top or the uh, this road sign he's using as a coffee table. It says uh, it says Hill. Uh, oh my gosh, why am I blank on the name of the uh, uh, Hill Hilltop Road? There you go. And of course, Hilltop is the uh, Hilltop Zone is the first uh, zone in the first in the second Sonic movie. Guys, I am just stumbling over Hilltop Zone right here, but. Uh, I thought that was a cool Easter egg, and then he actually has the headband that has the Green Hill, uh, uh, the logo from the original Sonic on it, which I thought was a very nice touch. And something that I didn't think about that I realized they never established in canon is what hand Sonic is. So Sonic actually says he's a southpaw, which I went, oh, okay, that, fair enough. It, it was just, I mean, no reason to, for them to really address that if they didn't need, they didn't have to address that but i thought it was cool they went well all right this has been kind of disputed amongst fans here you go um a lot of the action stuff works really well for me uh the very end battle and i'm kind of trying to stay away from spoilers but uh the last battle he beats so uh he beats robotnik in the most sonic way possible it's very much how you beat robotnik in a boss battle during the games, and I really appreciated that. I thought that was really funny, but uh, but cool too, because it's very much like the game. Sonic has these old sneakers he's wearing when he gets uh, he transports to our world, and his shoes never change until the very end. And the way he gets his shoes, I was sitting there next to Alea and uh, OJ, uh, and I I won't even lie, I started tearing up because. She looks. Uh, this uh, this little black girl looks at him and goes, "Oh man, your shoes look like in bad shape. Let me like." And he cut, and she kind of leaves, and you go, "Wait, like what's going on?" And I remember sitting there thinking, "If she gets in those damn shoes, I'm gonna start crying." And it's it's such a cute scene. So I will I will spoil that one thing. But this movie though, for something that I was not dreading, that's that's too strong. But for something I was very concerned about the quality of it because. Let's think about all the video game movies that they have just screwed the pooch on. Um, I mean, oh God, Dragon Ball Evolution immediately comes to mind. I think about something like the second Mortal Kombat. First Mortal Kombat's fun. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, you think about you know Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li, which is a horrendous fucking movie. Uh, it's it's so upsetting when you think about. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, House of the Dead, that is a bad one. Double Dragon, I forgot they made a double. So I used to actually watch that as a kid. I thought it was so cool back in the day. But I remember I watched it once, and maybe it was the second time. But I remember as a kid even, it didn't take me a long time to realize this movie sucks. Um, and if you guys haven't seen Prince of Persia, um, it's it's not, it's, it's not good. Uh, so this is for me... Oh god, Max Payne too. So I'm just like I'm just like sitting here thinking about. It. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. That happened. Ugh. Um, I have a lot of respect 
for people actually making this work. The guys, uh, the people who wrote this were uh, Jeff Fowler, who has like no, uh, who has, like no real filmography. He's done like really nothing, and uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Casey, who look looking through his uh, screenwriter credits, it's a lot of just like directed video or just. Uh, like unknown things, so really not a not a uh, pedigree behind either guy. And as far as the director on this, the director was a uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Fowler, and he the only direct uh, he doesn't even have the uh, he directed this movie called The Goon and uh, Go for uh, Broke. Again, two things I've never heard of. So I, I yeah, this guy has really done um, a whole lot of just just really unknown stuff so for him to step in and do such a great job with this i i give the man a lot of credit so this clearly sets up a sequel the amount of money (laughs) that this film has made definitely sets up a sequel uh there are two post-credit scenes uh there's one that so the first one i thought was genuinely brilliant because they i mean i mean (sighs) I'm trying not to. I'm trying so hard not to spoil. Um, how do I put it? Where characters end up makes sense for where they're going for the sequel. There we go. That that that's what I can say. Um, Sonic is just really engaging to me. Uh, it, it's made me really happy that this movie has just been doing so well and people are connecting with it. I I have some friends uh, that you know that that have kids and they've taken them to see and they've just they've really been happy with uh with how fun the movie's been so i'm happy people are enjoying this because again i'm a sonic nerd i'm i'm just stoked i'm really stoked they just did not screw this up thank god so yeah we're probably getting more sonic but as far as a grade uh the last thing i will say uh this did just cross 300 million uh the budget on it was between uh, i'm seeing about between 81 and 95 so i mean we talk about that bad design that they originally had for Sonic. Fans freaked out, myself included, and you know the the suit Paramount went back to the to the to the drawing board and went, okay, we gotta fix this. So I give them a lot of credit for checking their egos at the do, at the at the dough at the door and realizing they need to go ahead and make this right. And so they did. It paid off. So props to them. Uh, I did mention the fact I didn't like the way that they harp on Tom for wanting to leave. The, the the big thing, and if, I, if I'm going to give DC shit for this, I'm gonna, i got to give the move, this movie uh, shit for it, too. It pulls a, a Man of Steel, where they're just destroying the hell out of the city, and there's, like, there's no cops or government, really, on the scene or anything. It's very, it's very confusing. I just didn't like it, how Sonic and Robotnik are just destroying, it's just destroying this town. And they're kind of going, ah, it's fine, whatever. Uh, very irritating uh, when I when I think about it. Also, they love Olive Garden this movie. They keep name dropping and having product placement for Olive Garden. They don't do it like a Michael Bay, you know, horse amount. But the amount of times they do it and in the fashion they do it, I went, oh, I really don't like that. So those mild criticisms aside. Uh, when this comes out on Blu-ray, uh, 4K Blu-ray, because I'm that guy, um, when it comes out on 4K Blu-ray, I'll, I'll buy it first day if, uh, 
If Best Buy has a steel book for it, I will have the steel book. I just enjoyed this so much, and I was really happy for Pokemon fans. Uh, fans, when Detective Pikachu came out, I'm a Pokemon fan, but I'm, I'm more of a casual fan. Like after the original 151, I I know a couple, but not. But I just didn't keep track in that sense. But Sonic, I've always been such a fan of. I I love Sonic Pinball. I actually just bought Sonic Mania on a PS4, and man, that's just been a fun uh, return to what I love about the character. And this movie, very much in that same vein. Um, there are a couple complaints about it, but if you don't at least enjoy this, I'll be honest, I don't really know what you, what you expected or what you wanted. And when I think about those movies where we have a character... A famous, you know, cartoon into our world. This could have been the Smurfs so fucking easily, and it wasn't. So I'm very grateful for that alone. So for me, this is a solid. I'm gonna give this a solid A minus. I think that's fair. With with the the few gripes I have, I would give this an A minus. I thought this was a lot of fun. You can take your kids, and uh, the, I think your kids will have fun just off of the pretty colors alone. <laughs> This movie does work. So, yeah, solid A minus. Uh, say, uh, solid A minus for me. But, uh, guys, what did you think about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? What's your favorite Sonic game? I would actually love to know people's thoughts on that. For me, it's still the original, just because I remember uh, discovering how to do the stage select as a kid, and I remember freaking out. I was like, what did I do? What did I do? Uh, yeah, up, down, left, right, up, down, le left, right, up, down, left, right, ABC. And then the start button at the same time, I believe that's how I think I believe that's what the, the code was. That sounds right. But anyways, uh, guys, what what is your favorite song game? Let us know in the comments below. You can follow us on uh, Crazy. By the way, we added another uh, uh, streaming service, so now we are on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, uh, uh, believe I said Spotify, but Spotify and iHeartRadio. Now, at The Real Pineapple, go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. Uh, let us know what you want us to review. If you have a special request, we can always go ahead and fit that in. And you can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott and Colin on Twitter at uh, Nearman the First. That's N-E-A-R-M-A-N, the first. And The Real, that's R-E-E-L, O'Neal. And go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your patience as I, you know, got back into the groove. Uh, I, I'm I'm so grateful for all you uh, all you peeps who listen. We'll have reviews up this weekend, as I mentioned, for uh, we'll have a review up for Parasite, and I'm gonna have a review up as well for uh, Watchmen. I'm gonna get into Watchmen this week. I've I've been hearing how great it is. I need to. I need to dive into it, so I'm going to have a review up for that as well this upcoming weekend. Uh, thank you so much, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Take care.